Hey everyone, Drew Paglieri back with a power spread analysis on all things football. Okay, so I have done some really extensive reviews of these games so far because uh, there were a lot of great games on Wild Card Weekend, unlike the year before when the games were bad on the Wild Card Weekend but great after that. So we don't know how the rest of the playoffs are going to play out yet. We'll see. But I actually want to back off on the heavy, heavy review stuff a little bit here because, number one, I'm running out of steam a bit. But also, um, on these last two, on the two wild card games I haven't covered yet, I, I feel like these were the two that there's not a lot to say and, and, and it doesn't need to be broken down play by play. And the reason is is because both of the losing teams had no business being in the game. And now... If you're a Miami fan or just an NFL fan or maybe Tony Romo, you want to jump on me and beat the crap out of me. And I get it. <laughs> I underrated Miami. I will admit that. And actually, credit to Tony Romo in the beginning of this game. He said, I don't know how people are let, you know, not picking Miami to be in this game. He was right. Or actually, he wasn't. <laughs> he was both right and wrong. Obviously, when the Bills were concentrating and putting the pedal to the metal, they were obviously the better team. They should have been up 21 nothing. Come on, that's the deal. They were up 17 nothing. When the game got you know, close, they pulled ahead again, and then the game got close again, and then they shot it down at the end. That's what happened. I mean, you saw it if you watched it live. You saw it if you watched a replay. You saw it if you watched the highlights. It doesn't really matter what you looked at. That's what you, if you're honest with yourself, that's what you saw. I said that now, okay? Am I putting down Miami? Absolutely not. And even in my preview, I was saying that McDaniel is is better coach than I expected. Should have known. I mean, these guys are coming from McVay and Shanahan, and I'm a fan of both of those guys, like a lot of people are. And and it's not just about their offensive prowess. It's it's it's, it's the culture, ideal, and and the way to put a team together. And but McDaniel, but these guys are also smart, smart in their own right, and have their own abilities. McDaniel, Zach Taylor, O'Connell. I mean, these guys and, and guys that I'm missing, a bunch of guys I'm missing out. You know, Shanahan and, and McVeigh had them as coaches, not just just to make those, them proteges, because they were really good, smart coaches in their own right and passionate. You know, reminds me of McDermott. He's not just a Rivera guy or Jimmy John, Jim Johnson back in the day. Um, and I'm talking about the Eagles, Jim Johnson. No, McDermott's his own self too. And, and so McDaniel's is, McDaniel is really a, a doing – I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous to even – he's obviously doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He, his, his stuff looks very Shanahan-like. O'Connell's a little different. Uh, he has a mix, a really cool mix of both McVeigh, Shanahan, and I'll harken back to Sid Gilman. But anyway – but anyways, no, but McDaniel does some – he's like Shanahan too, but it's his own stuff, and it's really good. Now, on defense is what I really didn't know about. Josh Boyer. I know he's a Belichick guy and, and all that. But, you know, some of these Belichick guys – I mean, Flores, you know, he's got his own personality for sure, but it's very similar. Uh, Patricia is a little more of a bland Belichick. He likes to do more of the zone stuff, the coverage stuff. Uh, but this guy, Boyer, so you've got – Patricia going on the bland side, more coverage, right? And then you've got Flores pretty much right in the middle, 
pressure and coverage mix, just like Belichick. And then you have Boyer. And I'm like, I didn't see it, and I didn't watch all the games. I, I had to do a quick review of the Dolphins, and definitely a guy like Tony Romo has been on this stuff way more than me. I'm also doing old college, and I'm also doing a lot of other things. So, no, this is what Romo does week in, week out. So if he said Miami has a shot, I would probably listen to him more than me, to be honest. you know. But what I saw and what I look back on in the highlights, and I looked at the stuff in the Bills, the two Bills games, I didn't see – a tremendous amount of aggression to the degree that I saw. I saw some aggression, but holy cow, the beginning of this game, you know, Romo was saying about cover, cover zero, and I was thinking, is he really serious? Because a lot of people say cover zero, and it's not actually zero. And actually, this really wasn't a pure cover zero. It was a zero match. And I'm going to have video on this and show you what I mean. So again, pick and find hair. It's just like the bracket stuff. The bracket stuff does turn into double coverage, but it's an assignment-oriented coverage, and it doesn't necessarily mean double coverage exactly. You can kind of say, oh, come on. You know, Romo might say, call it whatever you want. There are doubling digs. They sort of ended up doubling digs, but it was bracket, okay? Uh, The covers there, yeah, you end up, and and Romo kind of called it, um, it's a pressure. It's full pressure. Well, it turns into full pressure, but the actual meaning of cover zero, and he knows this, I'm just explaining, it's zero deep safety, no umbrella. In the end of the day, it's no shell. But the way that the Dolphins were doing it was brilliant. It was a zero match. So you did have sort of a shell. You had four guys, because usually they they had to keep at least one in the block, so you didn't need five guys. You had four guys. Instead of like... Everyone press coverage or off man coverage or man coverage, you know, four guys on a man, let's say, and the rest are blitzing, or five guys on a man, rest are blitzing, no deep safety help. That's cover zero. This was four guys in the back, almost looked like a quarters coverage. Um, Four guys, but they were aggressively going to match up, but they didn't necessarily have the man in front of them. They might have. It's a match coverage. It It was cool. The problem what Boyer did early on, it was too much. I mean, <laughs> I just don't believe I just saw this in the NFL, to be honest with you. It was too aggressive. It was like, it became passive. Because what ended up happening was when you go over the meter of aggression, you go back around to the passive. So if a guy's sitting back in cover eight all day long with everybody deep, or you're just sitting with two deep safeties, really deep, back by the ref back there, back in the stands, that's too passive, Okay. If you've got everyone blitzing, every single down, everyone up on the line, not really doing much sim. He had, sometimes he had Baker, the linebacker, drop out. But other than that, not too much of that. And if you're doing that all the time, and, okay, the, the zero match is really cool, but you're doing it over and over and over. Josh Allen and a veteran team like that is, is audibleizing. They're, caught, they're mixed, changing the play at the line of scrimmage. They're, he's setting up his blocking, and he was beating it up. And then you have your best cornerback. Pro Bowl, Howard, the other guys are undrafted free agents, basically. Not all of them, but it's incredible what Miami is dealing with. They have young talent, but they don't have that much talent. It's just unbelievable. There's Howard getting burned by Diggs down deep on a crosser on a man to cover. He can't stay with him, okay? 
And, and then they messed up their match one time on the one that came across where Beasley was wide open underneath, and then Diggs was still open behind. They, they lost their match. So you had two guys on the same guy on cover zero, see? It's a zero match. That, that's not what they wanted. It was that they screwed up. Beasley was wide open, but since Diggs was breaking open behind him anyway, Allen threw there. That's a veteran. I mean, Allen is where Burrow and uh, Herbert want to get to. Maybe Lawrence. That's where they want to go. And that's where I think Herbert and Burrow are going to go. And they could even end up being better because Allen takes some crazy chances and does some crazy stuff. Though I don't want to curb his aggression. But right now, Allen is the best. And Mahomes. You know, like, you, like you, know, you know who the best are. And those are the guys. Okay. But Allen does take crazy chances. But let me tell you something. This has been a really crazy year for the Bills. <laughs> I mean, does anybody agree with me? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, again, another insane game. So when they're going the Bengals now, you know, they close. They do win almost all the games. They only lost three. They lost a crazy one to the Dolphins in the beginning of the year. You know, lost a crazy one to the Jets and a really insane one to the Vikings. That they they shouldn't have lost to the Vikings and the Dolphins. The Jets was a letdown. They should they lost that by three. They barely lost any games really. Every game was incredibly close that they lost. They're going to pull it out most likely, even against the Bengals. I tell you though, I Burrow is coming up. That's another. That's for the preview. I'll talk about that. But anyway, so in this game, I am going to show some vid of the beginning of the game because there was such cool stuff going on with Boyer's defense and stuff that Allen was doing was great. The bat, you could see that Boyer was going to be aggressive, but he wasn't doing that cover zero stuff right away. But there was a a lot of man ma- matching, you know, pattern matching. Uh, but the Bills, you know, two quick strikes by uh, Allen, you know, j- just like he's looked for a couple of years now, just great. One to Diggs. Uh, the one guy, Shakir, rookie. I didn't know he was going to play so much in the slot, but he had a big game. He, he, wow, he was, he was good. He had a big game. Uh, Beasley was in there some. And, and then you could start to see what was going to happen. They, they tried two runs. The Dolphins were up in the box. They weren't going to have any of that. Um, they had a little Allen scramble, but he didn't quite make it. So it was fourth and three, and here we go. Six-man rush, cover zero. Uh, you've got man-on-man, and uh, Beasley did an out. He was slightly open. Uh, the young kid that I like, again, another undrafted free agent, but Kaho, Kahu, Kohu, whatever, he, he got out there, but he was a little behind. But, but Allen, because of the rush, wasn't able to get it completed. He just threw it away. So they, were, so they held. So right there, just imagine if that's a touchdown. I mean, just to say, this could have been a 28-0 game early on, but whatever. Okay, so moving on. Um, Thompson looked like a guy that hasn't played much. And a, one, of the, you know, the last draft, one of the last draft picks and, and whatever and all that. So, you know, he scrambled around. He... he uh, he looked like actually one one play, he had a deep shot, but Waddle dropped it. So he, he didn't do so bad on that. That was Waddle. There was a lot of drops on both sides of the field. Uh, I was shocked by the Bills, you know, they weren't holding that ball. They had a lot of drops, and this game would have been over had they caught some of those passes. They dropped interceptions. Waddle, I can sort of expect. Hill had a drop. That's a little surprising, but, you know, it was in Buffalo. The crowd was going crazy. Buffalo was not supposed to – I mean, Miami wasn't supposed to have a chance. You, you have a different quarterback too, a different rotation, all different kind of things going on. That I understand more than the Bills dropping stuff. But 
on a third down, Thompson looked like he had a scramble for a first, and he didn't take it, and he threw the ball away. So this is a young guy. You know, this, this is what I thought we were going to see. Uh, then, I mean, a guy who hasn't played much. And then, uh, again, they, the Dolphins did a little zone blitz, but, you know, Allen caught it, threw it to Diggs, another you know, first down. Um, then they started doing some things like there was a, they looked like they were coming full, full house splits and they dropped out of it. So simulated pressure, Sims, as I call them, and they were jumping out of in Sims. And so the Allen saw that changed the play, did a little screen plat pass and Baker dropping out of that blitz and on the rest of it, the, they were able to get over there. So again, you, you know, this, this, this was, I'm saying, mm, this is really good by Boyer, right? And then they had a huge, and this is when I started seeing the zero match. You know, it was, it was like a cover. Of course, it was a cover zero. There was, that means no safety, okay? But they were all deep. Like the, the, the four DBs were back there deep and ready to pick up their ma- match their man, depending, but it depended on the route, okay? And uh, on this route, Diggs just went straight down the field. So that's the guy Howard had. And Howard went with them, but again, Allen on the audible, changed the blocking, Singletary had a nice little block, big long pass down near the goal line, inside the five, first down. So that was the big thing. And then, um, then yeah, then, and then they ended up, uh, I guess, getting a touchdown on a little flip to Knox. That was a little read option fake. It was really a planned rollout. Allen, Knox, you know, Baker had him. Baker got out there and had him with a good scheme on the D again, uh, just like a one-handed catch by Knox. It was great, but that's Buffalo, right? So it's 7 nothing. Then I saw some of the Shanahan stuff from uh, McDaniel with the, uh, the, you know, you had the 21 personnel, which is the two running backs that tied the old-fashioned pro offense, West Coast offense original of the Bill Walsh, or even somewhat Gilman. And, and you fake it, you... Uh, Play action, roll to the left, uh, but there was uh, the Bills were up there aggressive in the box. They had press coverage on the receivers. Tight end slipped out, but more than that, the guy was crossing from the other side of the field. He had beaten the cornerback, but one of the safeties, Marlowe, for the Bills was up, and he's the guy. I said, "Who's this Marlowe guy?" Because they've had issues. You know, Hyde has been out all year, and then Hamlin. We all know about that. Now Marlowe's in there, but he did a great job. He was uptight. And as soon as he saw the play action, he backed off into his zone as quickly as he could and tried to find his man. And before he knew it, Thompson, Sky Thompson, was uh, throwing the ball his way. And Thompson didn't see him backing up, and it was an interception. Again, this is what I would expect. And then uh, some offsides by the Miami defense being so overaggressive. They were able to pound it out on third and one, the Bills. And then they had a, a great little inverse read option, which is, you know, Usually the read option is about the running back. So what I mean by that is you're doing an option play. You have the mesh where the ball is in the belly, right, for a split split second, and the defense doesn't know who's going to get the ball. But you expect it usually to be the running back in this sort of setup, you know, of the shotgun simple read option with just a running back next to you and the very simple concept of it. So you expect the ball to probably be given to the running back depending on how – the running ability of the quarterback, of course. Of course, Allen can run, so you're not quite sure with the Bills. That's what makes that so difficult. And that's what the whole point is. If you have a running quarterback, it obviously makes it very difficult. But you put the belly, the ball in the belly. Now, you're also watching the line, right? Everybody's keying the lineman. The, the line scheme will, dic- scheme will dictate a lot of that, too. But that's the regular read option. 
ball in the belly of the running back. He's going straight up the gut, following the blocking. And then you leave one guy unblocked. Usually, you don't always have to do it. That's one way to do it. That's that can be a zone read, whatever. But you're reading. You can end up reading the one player, and if he's coming down on that, the QB will actually keep it. If everybody's keying the running back, the quarterback keeps. On the inverse read option, the way I view it, because you can view it as a schematic or a space orientation, like it looks the opposite, and sometimes it does look the opposite. You know the. Uh, like instead of the running back going up the gut, it's about the running back going on the edge and the QB going up the gut. So that's one way to say inverse read option. That's true. Another way I do it is like, look, instead of keying the running back, you're keying the quarterback. So in other words, in this particular play that they ran, it was the uh, running back who was Cook, the fast, the, the really good rookie from Georgia. He had it in the belly, in the mesh, and he was heading towards the edge, okay? But the right, the, 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 the linemen on the left were re, uh, pulling around to the right. And if Allen pulls that out of the belly and runs it himself, he's running to the right following the blocker. So it's the QB and the blocking scheme attached. That's the main essence and the concept of this play. Usually it's the running back in the, off, in the line scheme that is attached. But this is the inverse. It's the quarterback and the line scheme attached. So you look at that and say, whoa. And because Allen's a runner, this works well. If you saw, but this even works well when the guy's not a runner, just because everybody's buying into the line scheme. You know, if you see guys pulling to the right, you think it's got to be going there, right? So you can do it with a non-runner. You can do it with a guy like Purdy. I mean, Shanahan does it with Pur- whatever. Anyway, but with Allen, it's really powerful because you're like, okay, he has the mesh. And we don't know who's going to get the ball, but the lines all pull to the right. And Allen, if he pulls it, he's going to head to the right. And he actually, no matter what he does, he heads to the right, either with the ball or without the ball. He carries that out. And when he does that, in this case, as happens a lot, and you expect it almost, the whole defense went with Allen, especially this aggressive defense. It was a great call. It was a great idea to do it right then, uh, Dorsey. So that everybody followed. And in the meantime, Cook was running around the left edge with no one. Easy touchdown. Now it's fourteen nothing, okay. Um, I don't know. I'll just keep going. I, I, I'll just go a little more on this. Um, the Bills did. I mean, the Dolphins did finally get an edge run for about six yards, and on third and three, there was an aggressive zone blitz match, an aggressive match uh, coverage by the Bills, but but it was a zone blitz. So Basham. The defensive end dropped out, but he wasn't good enough in the drop coverage. That's sometimes the issues you have on these zone blitzes. He wasn't able to get to the flat, and Skyler Thompson hit his first first down, hit his pass to Gesicki, the tight end, first down. Then I saw again uh, McDaniel, Shanahan, too. That, that, just all this little misdirection play action, def- definitely McDaniel's a Shanahan guy. And then uh, uh, White. Ladarius White, who's come off an injury, he's improving again and getting back to his former self, but he twice got burned on a little in route, then he got burned on the down the field. Uh, But Hill dropped the first one, and Waddle dropped his second of the game, and the second one he dropped. So again, three pass drops now. They got a punt, again, down 14-0, and Hines, who's been a nice pickup for uh, the Bills for the special teams, had a nice punt return. So this looks bad, right? Now we have, this is what I'm really going to get on video. Um... The defense went into zones, and on the two zone, co- zone defenses they went into, there was two completions. The first one was to Davis for a first down. The second, and again, he almost dropped it, and it was on bad, kind of a bad patch. So the Bills are 
still with that inconsistency anyway, and then digs and then with an offsides, and then they after that off, offense, first and 15, a little pass to digs, second and eight, had a midfield draw. They, I mean, the midfield. They had a draw play to Singletary or whoever it was, and they and Dolphins came on a run blitz from the nickel, and it shut it down. So, so that's just good stuff by Boyer, and I was shocked. Third and eight, and here we go. Now we have a three-match man, a bracket on digs. Okay, so it's a it's a cover three, but all the guys are aggressive, and the safety's coming up aggressively. There was no one open out, but in those matches. You can really, especially match man, it almost becomes, it becomes man at the end. And in, in, in about a two seconds, it becomes man coverage. And then that's easy for Allen to scramble. And there was no spy. It was a good job by Romo to point that out. You had the bracket on Diggs. He called it double coverage, of course. I'll show it again. But it did turn into double coverage in that point. And he didn't have anybody spying Allen. Absolutely. You need to have a spy. And he kind of called that a double coverage type. What's neat about a spy is what you have up there, and you'll see it later, is you can spy the running back. Because if you're doing like a cover zero, someone has to have the running back in the, in the out when he's out to, to receiving. And you have a guy spying that too, or the quarterback, whoever goes first. If the running back comes out or if the quarterback scrambles, that guy in the middle can spy that, right? So I agreed with Romo totally on that, that you need a spy. Um, and then they had that zero match. They started showing that again, where all the guys are back there. They're not necessarily on the guy in front of them. It just depends on the routes. And then they dropped off Baker out of the, they had like, what, seven across the line, and they dropped Baker out, the linebacker. And he sort of got in the way, but Hines was open. The running back went on a little flare, a little out route. And, and uh, Allen, because of that, had a throw it a little high. Hines stopped the route. They had a miscommunication. And one of the guys deep, on the, on the zero match was coming up, matching him. So that whole thing could have been a disaster. It just ended up being an incomplete. But there we go. We're getting some variety. So, I, you know, but then, then finally on a second down and long, it was a nice time to call a power spread run with Singletary spread. Boom, up, the, up there, he got it. Eight yards, third and two. And we start the second quarter, another zero match. And that was the one where I said Beasley was wide open underneath on the shallow, but Diggs was open also behind him. So at this point, I'm thinking, it's getting a little too one-dimensional here. I know there's some variety going on, but you can't go this much zero anything, zero match, cover zero, this is too much, right? I mean, you know, Allen's getting it. So again, a second and eight, zero match again, and Allen's up there calling audibles. I don't know what exactly this was, but all I know was there was a wide receiver screen set up on the one side, which would have gained yards. But Allen didn't go there. He had an option. I don't know if this was a triple QB option or what this was, but he had an option to run. And he, and he saw the little hole and he started to run. I think it was almost a fake screen, QB draw, but he kept his head up and he had the option to pass it. So it was almost like a QB option. So uh, it's sort of like a QB RPO. Well, yeah, because you're not really using the running back. So I think it was a fake screen run for Allen and he looked up and he saw... Knox breaking free because Rowe, the safety for the Dolphins, who's actually one of the more veteran guys for their team, uh, you would call him a veteran because they're very young, um, Eric Rowe was hanging out in the corner of the end zone and not covering his guy, not taking his match coverage there on the, on the cover zero. Big, big mistake. Knox was wide open, and when Allen saw it, he threw it real quick. Now, on these options, these RPOs, that's the issue. That's why in the video with Burrow, I'm making such a big deal about how Burrow pulled it out and threw it quick and accurate. It's not easy to be accurate. 
Allen, especially when you're running up the gut, like Allen was doing, he was about to break out on a big on a run. I don't know how much he would have had, but he decided to throw for a touchdown wide open. And it was a little behind Knox, but he still should have had the ball. It was in his hands, comes down. They reversed the call incomplete. We have 21 nothing. We don't know that first drive could have ended up a touchdown, 28 nothing. I'm just saying it's only 17 nothing. But even then, the Bills were completely in control at this point. What happens? They, and at this point, I'm going to try to back away from all this. I don't want to go through this another 50 minute review here, but they back away. I mean, they, they didn't back off on defense. Scheme wise, they still stayed aggressive. They stayed their aggressive Bills selves through the rest of the game. I didn't break it all down yet. I'm probably going to do it for myself anyway, but I watched it. I watched the game live, you know. But they were uh, doing a lot of match coverage still, and they mixed in some man. But I didn't see that McDermott and Frazier were getting – sometimes they get too man-happy and just play man-to-man with one high. That's not good. I didn't see that. I thought they did pretty well. Tons of credit to Miami. The culture, number one, just like Jacksonville, they did not – get down at all but I'm beginning to wonder if it almost works to your advantage and it does I think a guy like Romo would say this a lot of people when you have no shot right we don't have a shot anyway Jacksonville shouldn't have been there right uh Dolphins shouldn't have been in there it should have been Pittsburgh should have been the Tennessee right we have no shot you guys and we're young we have nothing to lose so why would we get down we get killed we get killed we'll see you next year Seattle the same thing we'll see you next year pal we're coming up that's a big, big, <laughs> I don't know if those coaches, I, they're smart enough. They're probably playing it that way too. Hey guys, we have nothing to lose. Let's just do this, man. And if we lose, we lose. If we get killed, we get killed, but we're going to go for it. So even you're down 17, even if they were down 28, nothing, I do not believe just like Jacksonville, they weren't giving up. And the Bills didn't do much wrong on defense. I don't see much wrong. It's just, you know, but they weren't, the players did let down a little bit. You could see it. I mean, so the Chargers did too, but the Bills had a more of an ability as veterans to pull it back up quick, and the Chargers didn't. But the Chargers had a much, even a bigger lead. So maybe the 28 nothing lead would have hurt the Bills more, for all I know. But they came down a little bit, so the little bit of passes were getting completed. Good schemes by McDaniel and his guy. Who, who is this? I, you know, I, I, when these head coaches are such offensive guys, I don't always. Frank Smith is his coordinator, and I didn't really talk much about Frank Smith. And let me see if I have much on him right now. Mm. Oh, he was with the Chargers a year ago. How about that? Uh, yeah, I don't have much on him. <laughs> just, I hate to say that. I usually don't blow coordinators up. Oh, he was with uh, Sean Payton back in the day. Pretty cool. Oh, I think he was with uh, back at Miami of Ohio. That would have been that guy, Montgomery, Shane Montgomery I think, back then. And um, oh, very interesting. Chicago Bears are doing some of that stuff with Nagy from – he was under that. That's from uh, Andy Reid, and you got mixed, mixing in stuff. Cool stuff, and the Raiders, too. So anyway, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just give so much of it to McDaniel, but I'm going to have to look more into Frank Smith. But anyway, really good stuff, uh, mixing, ma- you know, Shanahan stuff, okay? Misdirection, play action, little passes, personnel mixes. I don't, I don't know that I saw so much of that crazy personnel package, but I don't know that they have the kind of personnel they want yet for that. That takes time. Anyway. So they kept coming, and then, and then that huge sack on, on you know, Allen and the, and the fumble. The, again, what did the Bills do wrong on offense? I, scheme-wise, they were still hit going for deep shots. Again, another deep shot and, uh, was dropped. Uh, I think that was, uh, that was the guy who had a great game, and he's a rookie, so I'm not going to go down on him on that. Like, 
Knox, Diggs, these guys need to be catching the ball, right? Um, it, it, you know, if Shakir has a great game, but he drops one deep ball, I'm not going off. But he dropped one. You know, that would have been a huge play. There were so many opportunities for the Bills just to pull away, okay? But I could say that for the whole season, I think, right? So just a strange year. Um, everybody, is, they're the target, too. You know, but so is KC, and so are the Bengals. So, you know, uh, but, but anyways, but, but out of nowhere, so they were still in the control of the game, even though it got close. And then all of a sudden, the sack on Allen, who was a little slow to, to react there. I mean, you've got to, you know, he it didn't even seem to feel the pressure, which is odd for him. But he will make those kind of mistakes. And, and, return, and, they, and of course, the ball bounces right up to the Dolphins. Again, how do you get luck? Okay, culture. That's how you get luck. Dolphins' attitude is so good. If you keep that attitude high, you will get the bounces. And they did. And then they were so fired up at that point, but the Bills came back. And they went right down the field. They got the points. They went back up by a decent amount, double digits. They went back up by double digits. And the Dolphins came back again. It was just incredible. And even in the end, they were fighting and clawing to try to get that game-tying field goal. And uh, the Bills rose on defense. The players rose up. So the big thing about the Bills is I don't know if this craziness is going to continue. I'm assuming it will. It's like Tampa Bay, right? Oh, they're having a bad year, right? But they're suddenly going to play great against because it's the playoffs now. It doesn't work like that. Usually. It can, but it doesn't usually. And so I don't think the Bills are going to have an easy ride. <laughs> they haven't had an easy season it's going to be a crazy game in the next game and probably the next game and probably the Super Bowl if they go that far. And they may lose any of those or win any of them. It's hard to know. But the one thing is they're, the way they are used to this now, they know how to go down, come back up, go down, come back up. They, go, they, they can yo-yo it. And that's maybe what you need in the playoffs more than anything else. They may really be set for these playoffs now because they know how to yo-yo. And I don't know. It's interesting. Bengals, Chiefs. They can do it, too. They're veterans more now, too. You know, especially the Chiefs, but they're veterans. So are the Bengals. So it's not going to be easy. And if they play a, whoever they play in the, play, in the Super Bowl, I think it would be more of a struggle against the 49ers, who would be, have the more veteran. But, but the Eagles are the best team this year, there's no doubt. So I don't know how that's all going to go. Oh, so anyway, so that's it. So that's my review on this game, and then I'll get to a preview, and then I've got one, one other review to do here. And so that is a wrap here from the Power Spread Studios. This is Drew Paglieri. Until next time.